Yo, what's up, baby? Oh, chill. My ears, bro. Bro, bro. First time back in the studio. You know, I had to get extra excited for you. I had to spare your ears this time. I it apologize. It feels good to be back. Of course, of course. How was how was life of COVID, Jay? You, you back and better? Yeah, man. I got my taste back. I be smacking them PB&Js every day, every night. Uh, it feels good. got my smell back. I can smell my own breath if it stank. You know, I can taste it. I can smell my own dookies low-key. But, you know, it's good to have it all back, you know? I know. When I, I remember when I had it, bro, the biggest thing was just like I needed to get my taste back, my taste and smell. Yeah. And then uh, have you have you tried to work out since you've had it? Yeah, I went for a uh, pretty decent-sized run yesterday, got home, and, you know, it was rough. It was rough. It's, I was, they're, they're I was weak. I was weak. Right. I remember the first time me and uh, me and Mikey went and ran hills at Bradford right after we had COVID, and I, we were like, all right, yeah, we'll do like 10 or something. We ran up two of them. We're like, we both looked at each other like, yeah, you're about ready to go. It's just, it was not a good, not a good situation. Yeah, well, anyway, welcome back to That's How You Feel. I'm your host, Jacob Rose, always accompanied by my boy, Quinlan Faith. How you doing, Quinn? How, how's everything been? It's good. It's good. I'm really hungry right now. Yeah. I can't wait to go home, make myself a little omelet or some uh, some toast. I don't know. Um, but I'm good. I'm good, you know. Before we get going today, though, I wanted to give a little shout out to um, my friend Marcus. Uh, he started this app called uh, Unmasked MU. It's part of like uh, Unmasked, it's like a normal organization. But they're an anonymous app for college students uh, who want to communicate with one another about their own mental health. You know, you can post things on a public forum. You can direct message people about the about your own mental health, and you know, really go through these struggles together. So, go download that app. It's available on the App Store. Uh, yeah, just go check it out. Yeah, make sure you go check out the app, man. Talks about mental health, and, you know, it's a big thing in these days days and age. Um, but, yeah, if anybody is struggling with mental health, go check out this app. It should do you some good. But, hey, 2020 is coming to an end. Thank God. I mean, it's not like the world's just going to change to uh, January 1st, you dig, in 2021. Yeah, I'm just tired of all these things on Twitter being like, oh, 2021 just ruined this, ruined that. Uh, now we're gonna get 2021 ruin this, ruin that. Yeah, you know, I remember back in like 2015, I was like, "Hey, what you gonna be doing in five years?" Jokes be like, "Oh, I don't have 2020 vision." Yeah. You know, what are we doing in five years? Walking around wearing masks, not doing much. That's what we're doing. COVID's at all time high right now. We have schools all over the country. New York City just closed down the biggest public school system in the country. Closed down their schools for the rest of the year. So it's no joke. I don't, I'm kind of sick that people don't realize that by now but you know it is what it is make sure uh hey if you guys are going home for the holidays uh make sure you get tested before you don't want to be spreading that i think the cdc came out and said don't travel but you know people are going to travel it's just the reality of it um but but yeah yeah yeah, make sure you guys go get tested uh but yeah we're gonna go right into music this week huh yeah yeah hold on before we go on to music just want to say it's our last episode before thanksgiving Make sure everybody has a good Thanksgiving. Yup, yup. Even though Christmas ham is better than uh, Thanksgiving turkey at the end of the day. Cap. <laughs> but yeah, make like Quinn said, make sure you guys get tested because you don't want to be taking the Rona Rona to your parents because that's not a good look for you, buddy. Make sure you guys get tested at least, you know, probably today. Like, go get tested right now. After you hear this, go get tested. But yeah, you know, like Quinn said, we're going to music. Quinn, what we got for the music this week? We have something. 
Okay, what well, we got? We have got something. We have something. Nice. Well, we didn't really have anything, you know, big last week. Oh, that's how you feel about last that's week. That's how I feel. Oh, about okay, last week. okay, okay. It I just feel, was horrible, bro. It's been horrible for a while, but this week, I think we have one. I mean, one. Well, there's one project coming out that I'm really, really excited about. Mm-hmm. And that is Meek Mill, the Philly legend. Okay. He's one of my, he's probably one of my, he's one of my favorite rappers. I think. I think like he one he never he raps a, a lot about social justice issues. Because, I mean, he was in and out of prison for a while. But I think he's like, I love his voice. No, like, no sus or anything like that. But, like, his voice rapping is really, really, like, I like it. You know how okay. some rappers have that, some rappers don't? He has it, in my opinion. Did you watch that movie he's in? Which one? Uh, it's, like, some movie about Philadelphia. It was kind of no. garbage, I'm not going to lie. Had no. that little actor from uh, Queen and Slim, the little kid. That oh. shoots the cop. Oh man, he's I don't like him as an actor. He's always messing up. He's yeah. about to new be the new Tariq in every show he's in. I was in, about honestly. to say, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate little kids like that. Yeah, they just kind of ruin everything for me. Like I automatically assume assume if I see them in something else, they're gonna be bad. Like it's just it's just they're gonna be bad, naughty people, you know. I know. But uh other than Meek, you know, Meek's got a little EP. That's only like Five, six songs. Still, something. You know, I, I like Meek. His last album was solid. Uh, but we got a baby song. We got the man that's... Uh, what kind of what, what kind of baby do you think we're going to get this week? We're going to get, like, the TikTok baby, the ones that, like, all the white the white girls love? Or are we going to get, like, OG baby? Well, you said what kind of baby we're going to get. I think we're just going to get baby because there's only one baby. I think all of his songs are kind of the same. No, I think, but I I know I think what he you changed. Mean. I think he changed when TikTok came out. I don't know. You don't think so? I haven't listened to any of his songs. Plus, I don't have, I don't be on TikTok like that. Well, yeah. Um, But if he comes out with a song that I guess is along the lines of one of his albums from last, well, one of his songs that went big last summer, like even if it sounds the same, if it's something like that, it'll be better. But if it's closer to what his new stuff has been, I'll pass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's been like, for me at least, I think there's been two different kinds of the baby. One where, like, like you just said, everything sounds the same. But, you know, before that, there was, I don't know, I think he had some pretty good songs. The pretty good songs that came out that weren't just like, you know, the same flow every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I'm like, I think the dude can be good. It's just, I don't know, he just fell off. Like, not everybody has, a, he's a, he doesn't have the same hype around him. He also puts out a lot of music. Yeah, he needs to, he needs to chill out and have people wait and like, oh, where's the baby? Boom, drop the album. Exactly. I but think that'll that, do yeah, we've seen that strategy doesn't work for everybody. That's facts. That's facts. Uh, we were talking about it on Rapper uh, Rapper Rank last week. Um, yep. Shout out Rapper Rank. Go yep. check that podcast out on all everything. What everything that's how you feel is on Rapper Rank's on too. Yeah. Check but, that uh, out too. Our boy Jack Began. We were talking with with him about how Chance. You know, he, you know, we were waiting for his album since Calling Book. And, you know, the Big Day came out, and it was pretty garbage. Yeah. Like. Me and Quinn, like, agree those two, three good songs that actually came out on that. And what did he drop, like, 20-something songs? Yeah. And that's a problem, too. You know, you have to find that. We talked about it before, that sweet spot. You gotta yeah. find that, 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 that sweet spot. Yeah. That splat. Yeah. got to find that splat. You know, it's just, you know, it's just not it. Chance is not it no more. Chance fell off. The baby fell off. Blueface fell off. You know, everybody's falling off. Well, it's it's fine that Blueface fell off. But you want to know who still not doesn't never falls off? Drake, because he's the goat. Period. That's simple. But yeah, we got some. We got another album coming out. We got Megan The Stallion. Are you excited for that at all? Megs, a hey, Megs is hard, and she's kind of bad, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna listen to it. Um, 
I mean, WAP was cool with her and Cardi B. She kind of went crazy. Like, her rap was good. I mean, the I lyrics think, yeah. are a little provocative, but, you know, every song's kind of provocative these days. But, yeah, I'm going to listen to it. She, she's probably going to have a couple good features. I've never really listened to a song that's her by herself. I know. Yeah, she's always... I feel like she has a really good voice for rap, too. Yeah. Kind of like, like Meek. Like, she's hard. Like, she comes at, like, she comes at you when she raps. Yeah. Which, uh, she's like, oh, yeah. You, yeah, she like she she gets me hyped. She's pa- she's very like powerful in the, in the way she raps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a f- I'm a fan of of Megs. She she gets the thumbs up for me. Yeah. Um, we also got Nav. I mean, French Montana album coming out this uh, coming out tonight. Uh, wait, Nav. Yeah, yeah I meant French. Yeah. Same person. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be okay. I, to be honest, like, will I listen to it? If you know one song pops up on rap caviar that's like oh go check this out with like a crazy feature yeah i'll go listen to it but it's not going to be one of those i'm going to listen to from start to finish same thing i say pretty much every week about an artist i don't really listen to i'm gonna click on their page see what they're doing see who the features are and i'm gonna listen to the song with the feature yeah does that make me not a real music fan i don't know i don't care because i just want to hear a good song french montana by himself it's not it. I'm kind of hoping for a Sway Lee uh, feature. Yeah, him and Sway Lee work well together. Yeah, maybe even, you know, Drake or something, you know. You can never go wrong with the Drake feature. And he might save the whole album with the Drake feature, but... For real, though. I don't know. I wish they would release that type of stuff, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And it's kind of tough, but music, you know, we got we got some big names this week. Yeah, we do. Finally. I will say, I mean, Future and Uzi dropped a little project last week, mm-hmm. but I listened to that start to finish when I was working out one day. Uh, and it was garbage. It garbage? Was, it was it was straight garbage. Straight hot garbage or just garbage? Uh, I would say garbage. It wasn't hot garbage. Oh, so it wasn't I mean, like the super stinky kind? No, it was, it was bad. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like the kind where, you know, you got to leave the room. Like if you had it on, you're like, all right, this kind of sucks, but, you know, I can make do with it. Was there any songs you liked or a whole whole album trash? Uh, there, the one song I really liked was Drinking and Smoking. That was the one that Rap Caviar posted. That's the one everybody was pretty much talking about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the first song I listened to because it was on Rap Caviar. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I like this. And then I listened to the rest of the, al- the, rest of the album and it was horrible. But I will say that I really like Future as an artist. Uh, I think his like old stuff is pretty good. But... Uh, Uzi to me, I've never really been a fan of Uzi. I think he has a couple good songs here and there, and a lot of his old stuff is good too. But the two of them together just aren't right for each other. You think so? No, I don't think they're made to make music together. Oh, I like Future, and Uzi's old stuff is when I actually liked Uzi. Like his old stuff was really good, but I don't know. Eternal Take wasn't that. What is it? A Take, right? Eternal Take. Yeah. I didn't like that that much. And then this album, I only listened to like two songs that were okay, but. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just in the mood and I'm just like, nah, I'm not really feeling this album, so yeah. I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. Don't go don't go listen to it, people. If you're listening. Dang, negative. Don't, yeah, I was I'll, that I'll, negative? I'll be pretty negative about it. That's tough, bro. That's tough. Yeah. What do you think like the number one song in the world right now is? The number one song in the world? Yeah, like what's the most probably played song to this day? Well, like like of this year, not ever. Of this year? Yeah, well, like recently, I was okay. Recently, um, probably WAP. WAP. I mean, I don't. I don't have TikTok, so 
I, I think I miss out on like some of the crazy viral songs that people go, that people play. Mm-hmm. But I probably say WAP. I didn't listen to uh, Lil Nods' new song, but I don't, I could see that being a big TikTok song because not uh, Lil Nas X is one of the people who first blew up on TikTok. His song Old Town Road really got like pop, really popular off. What that. version of Old Town Road did you like the best? Probably the one with Billy Ray Cyrus, but I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't really a fan of that song because it got played, it got overplayed so much, on on TikTok. But I would probably say one of those, one of those two. But it's hard to say. What do you think? Um, I guess WAP. The box was a lot this year, right? Yeah. E-oo. That was definitely the most played song E-oo. this year. Yes, it definitely got overplayed because at first when it came out, that was like one of the ones I posted to my story, like, oh, this song's a banger. And TikTok ruined it, so I was kind of mad. But recently, yeah, I do low-key see WAP 24-7 popping up on my timeline, girls singing it. It's kind of died down a little bit, but... I'll be honest, I don't, I don't really like that song that much. Oh, the music video is freaking sexy, though, no cap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I just wasn't really like... Oh, it's not my, not my time, but type of song. Did you listen to 2 Chainz's album? <clears throat> no, I didn't. Oh, I actually listened to a few songs on that. He had a he had a little Brent feature, you know, but it wasn't a Brent feature I wanted. You know, it was like Brent just singing the chorus. Like it was like a uh, what's the song with Gold Link? Oh, Crew. Crew. It was like Crew, but his part in Crew is so much better than his part in this song. Mm-hmm. But Kanye was on it, and Kanye, I don't know, that dude's just a weirdo. But some of his songs were pretty decent, you know. Uh, he obviously had the goat Ty Dolla Sign on the song. The song was solid, and he had a little he had a little Uzi and Chief Keef one, and I was kind of excited for that for some reason, but it didn't hit how I was hoping. And then I didn't listen to Young Boy's part, so yeah, Young, yeah, Young Boy can kick rocks as usual. Yeah, he's dropping an album tonight too. He always he he. I know a lot of people that like him. I don't I don't understand it. He like, dropped three albums in 2020 this year. Isn't yeah. that crazy? I mean, good for him that he's got a lot of fans, but I'm not going to lie. I don't understand why everybody likes him so much. But, you know, everybody's got a different taste. So, you know, I respect their taste. You know, it's just not for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know. It's just kind of garbage. <laughs> it's just how it would be. Yeah, like, I don't know. They're not it. Yeah. But uh, should we get into some sports now? Hey, man, yeah, we got a lot of time to talk about the sports because we obviously know what happened last night. In the draft. But before we get in the draft, today, it's November 19th. I didn't know this. I didn't know this This was the anniversary. And 16 years ago, my man, Ron Artest, was throwing <laughs> hands. He was he was throwing them. It's long story short. The Malice at the Palace anniversary 16 years ago was today. Quinn, thoughts? What, what, do, you, what do you think about that? The Malice at the Palace? What do I think about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the best vi- NBA videos of all time. Mm-hmm. Like when you see when you see Ron Artest going to the fans, start swinging at people, and they get some like popcorn thrown in his face, some like soda thrown at him. You know, guys are coming out of the the stands with their jerseys down to their their waist. That's what the NBA is about, you know. It's about that was fan. was about but yeah what, yeah so what it was about it was about that like they're just like I don't even know bro it's just they're just going at each other they just don't care they don't give a at all. And I kind of wish the NBA was like that. Like, like, I wish the NBA was like that nowadays. But, uh, yeah, I loved I I loved that video. It's like a like a seven eight minute long video. Yeah. Maybe maybe even even longer. But 
You want to hear the total uh, suspensions of that game? Yeah. So Ron Artest got suspended 86 games. Oh, my gosh. So he got suspended a whole season. (laughs) But this was, like, early in the season, too. So, like, this is because the NBA starts, what, October? Yeah. So this is probably, like, the third, fourth week, this first month of the NBA. So he got suspended for the rest of their season, pretty much. And then Steven Jackson got suspended 30 games. Jermaine O'Neal got suspended 15 games. Ben Wallace, six games. I don't even know who Anthony Johnson is, but he got suspended five. Then Reggie Miller and Chauncey Billups both got suspended one game. Jeez. So if you look at the next game, uh, for the Pacers, they got Ron Artest, Jermaine O'Neal, Steven Jackson, or Reggie Miller. <laughs> Like their their whole starting five is pretty much they gone, just, you know. Yeah, they're gone. But I don't know that that was a crazy crazy to see. To me, do you think that if Malice at the Palace happened in today's NBA, how how do you think those suspensions would be? Do you think they'd be the same, or do you think they'd be longer? Does has it has this happened before though? So like Malice in the Palace still exists, or oh, it didn't no, happen? No, 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 it never happened. This is like the first time it happened. I don't think there's any way they suspend someone a whole season anymore. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I, I don't think. I mean, at the time, Ron Artest was—he was still young, like he wasn't like a big name. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but when he played for the Lakers, he was a you know decent name. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups are big names at the time. They just—I'm pretty sure they either won the championship this year or the next year. I think the NBA would lose so much revenue if they suspended a guy who's at like the same caliber yeah. as like Ron Artest, Chauncey Billups, Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you that's like well they like Chauncey and Reggie got suspended one game like that's fair, yeah. but to get suspended a whole season, I it, think the most would maybe be like yeah, to Ron, the, Ron Artest is no scrub. Like maybe two months tops. Tops. Yeah, I don't thirty know. games tops. Like Stephen Jackson was suspended thirty games. I mean, yeah, he punched some dude in the face. I mean, if you think about that, that's kind of assault. Yeah, but I, there's people get punched in the face all the time. Though. Or like, I mean, I I feel like people get punched like in the face nowadays, like certain in NBA scuffles. I mean, this is the NFL. Like, uh, if you look at the NFL, I know it's like a whole different sport. But what's his name for the Bears went up and punched that cornerback for it. Uh, yeah, that corner probably season. deserved it because Michael Thomas beat his booty too. In yeah, practice. but he, he got suspended twice. Yeah. All right, first for not twice. You got suspended for sorry for two games. I mean, in the NFL, people get suspended for a whole year, but yeah. they they do a little stuff that's kind of. But extreme. I'm saying, like, what's the difference between that going up and just out of nowhere, just boom, boom, it's two games? Well, I'd rather take a slap to the helmet than a punch to the face by runner test. As a you know, as yeah, somebody. but is it because they have the helmet on? Does that mean that they get suspended for less? Time? I mean, I'd assume so. But you know, runner test was like in the eighth row. He was eight yeah. rows deep <laughs> throwing hands, so. It's a little yeah. different. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously they came up with the rest of the season for some reason, so maybe that happens again. But I don't know. I just think one thing that if it happened today, like regardless of what the standing of the NBA is, could you imagine Twitter? Oh, my gosh. Bruh. Twitter be going crazy. I mean, every social media app, like TikTok, I don't watch it, but I know there would be some funny-ass stuff that comes up on that. Yeah. Like Twitter would – Oh, like that app is already just for jokes in in general. But if that was like now, dude, who do you think would be involved at Malice at the Palace today? In today's like, league, like of today's league, 
if you had if you had to pick like a couple players to be involved in that, it can be like any. It can be like f- across f- three or four different teams. Like who? Like what players do you think would do that? I think I go with like Marcus Smart. I think if Demarcus Cousins was on a team, he'd do it. I can see like Russell Westbrook too. I don't know. He's got a family. Like Russ has a whole like a lot of like like two yeah, kids. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I mean, Ronald Test had a kid at the time. Russell Westbrook is so like emotional and passionate. yeah, but I don't think he's like throwing hands. Maybe Brandon Ingram. We saw him throw hands. Him and Rondo was throwing hands against the yeah, the Rockets. That's true. That's true. I don't know. That's a that's kind of a tough one. I think James Johnson could. Yeah, I can see James Johnson. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like NBA players who really don't have anything to lose. So that I mean that wouldn't be like a guy like Russell Westbrook. They'd well, be, like KG would if he was still in the league. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if something bad was really said, then anybody would fight. But you, you remember that clip though of Isaiah Thomas going into the stands? Like some somebody said something to mm-hmm. him, and he went up to him and he was like, "He's like, cut it out." He's like, much. "Just watch the game, man." Yeah, I'm that, trying to play bastards. Like, stop. Yeah, because dude like flipped him off and like said "f you." Yeah. And then when he went over to confront him, he was like, "Sorry, man, I just wanted a frosty." <laughs> because if you miss both free throws, you get a free frosty. Yeah. So I mean, that was kind of funny. But and he walked like into the stands and like politely was like, or nah, I wouldn't say I too was polite, but he was just like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. It's like, don't do that, man. Yeah. You know, have some fun. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe Nate Robinson, you know, he's got a fight coming up soon. True. <laughs> he's about to fight Jake Paul. I wonder how that's going to go. Isn't that like next week? I don't even know. I f- kind of forgot Could about be this that. week. Honestly, I know Mike Tyson fights next week. I kind of forgot about that. The Nate Robinson fight. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be kind of interesting. Who you got, though? Nate Robinson. I hate the Pauls. I hate both of them. For real? Yeah. Jake I think Jake and- I think Jake Paul like, kind of turned his narrative around. Like I don't think he's as hated as he used to be because, I don't know, he's, he kind of does like some good things now. But, yeah, I don't know. I really, I really hate. Uh, I d- if I had to dislike one, it'd probably be Jake Paul. Jake, Paul. Jake Paul's the one that made a diss track about teachers. <laughs> Did you ever see that video? No, bro. He made he made he made a diss track literally about like teachers and being in school and how like teachers aren't teaching him anything. Maybe he's just stupid. Like, <laughs> bro, you have to watch the video. It's like basically like he's in this classroom with uh, I don't know. There's, there's some like kids who are in there like 12 years old. He's he's like this 20 year old dude who's in this classroom, and in the video, um, they like hog t- they, like, tie up this teacher. And like time doing chair and start like throwing stuff around the room. I was like, how do you how do you make a diss track about teachers? Yeah, I mean, you know, teachers teachers some are good, some are bad, but they do do a lot for yeah. you know the younger people. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I've ever since that I've never been a fan of him. And yeah. I mean, Logan Paul has his issues too. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, everybody be having issues. But that fight is next week. That's the undercard. That's the fight before, uh, Mike Tyson fights. That's this weekend or next weekend? Next weekend. So the Saturday after Thanksgiving okay. is when both of the fights are. I'm going to be watching that for sure. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to get pay-per-view, wink, wink. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, you know. Yeah. Kind of excited, you know, see Mike Tyson. I'm really excited to watch Mike Tyson fight because that dude's like 55 oh years old or something. He still punches harder than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, man, he's ridiculous. And he's just so, like, strong. Yeah. But, you know, back to 
more apparent issues. Uh, you know, NBA trades. Free agency hasn't started, but people under contract and a lot of proposed trades going on. Yep. Uh, I think first though we have to we got we got to talk about something that just came out this morning. Actually, it was uh, Woj first tweeted. He said that Clay Thompson has an ACL tear, or not an ACL, sorry, an Achilles tear, uh, in his opposite leg of his ACL. So he got, tore his ACL on his left leg, and he tore his Achilles in his right leg, uh, or his right uh, his right lower leg. Um, and he's expecting to make a full recovery, but still, man, what, is it, what, what do you think this means for the Warriors? Um, I mean, it's just another year to get a better draft pick, honestly. You think we should just tank? They're not going to tank. I mean, they can still make the playoffs. You know, they can they can still make it to the playoffs. But, I mean, if you have Steph on your team, the eighth seed is possible. And, I mean, if Wiseman is... They're saying Wiseman's like a bigger Chris Bosh kind of because he can kind of shoot the outside shot and he's yeah. good defensively and he's got good post moves. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you know, I hate to see Clay get hurt because, I'm, like, you know, the Warriors are competition for my Lakers, but I don't want to see op- other players get hurt. Mm-hmm. But I think this can be, you know, can help Wiseman develop his game. So he gets his first year under him. And then hopefully Clay's finally healthy next season with Steph, you know, Steph, Clay, Wiseman, Draymond, and if they keep Wiggins or not, I think that's a pretty good team. So you think, do you think Steph this season should just, like, put his head down and be like, yo, like, we're doing this. Like, we're going to make these playoffs. Yeah, there's no way you come into a season and you're like, no, you know, we just lost our second best player. I'm, I'm chilling. Kind of know. what they did last year. I mean, yes, yeah, well, was a not, little bit hurt, but, but like S- Steph broke his hand. He could have played the broke, last broke his hand. I don't know. I, like, I'm not saying he didn't break. Well, his hand. if you think about it, if he didn't break it, he was still out what two months, even if it wasn't fully broken. I, and they were last. There's no way you come back to play the rest of the season in the last place. I'm saying like if he wanted to, though, I feel like he could have definitely come. And if they wanted to make the playoffs, I think he he could have came back. Okay, but, but he wouldn't have come back with enough time. I think. I don't think it was enough time for them to make up the ground they've already lost with him being out. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Steph, though, he's one of the only superstars where him sitting out and, like, just, like, not coming back from that injury is acceptable. Like, if you look at a guy like uh, I think like Bradley Beal with the Wizards and how when John Wall went out, you know, they were like, he's like, oh, we're, we're, no, we're, like, we're going to make these playoffs. And he, like, he put his head down. I mean, he put the team on his back, and they almost did. I just don't see, like, I don't know. I think Steph I, I, I has just don't see Steph doing that. I think with your comparison, Steph has an excuse because he lost. That would be like. Yeah, obviously, like, Clay's a better player than. No, I'm John not Wall. saying. I'm I'm saying that because you're saying that Bradley Beal still took him to, still almost took him to the playoffs. Yeah. But Steph's second best player, Clay, was also out. That's what I'm saying. So like Steph, like if Clay was still playing, then it would make sense for him to come back with the injury, assuming that you know it wasn't that bad. But since Clay was out and Steph's out, then it's kind of different because they don't have that superstar like Bradley Beal. Because Bradley Beal and John Wall are two, and then mm-hmm. Steph and Clay are the two. Yeah. So for you, you have Clay out and John out. So then at least Bradley and Steph. Like if Steph kept playing. 
Like I, they they were just too like deep in the hole, especially in the West. Because in the East, it's not as competitive from like you know six to ten, but in the West, six to ten all had like the same records this year almost. Yeah, I mean, I guess you like the seven seed with like the the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, but I mean, even still though, like you had one guy like Bradley Beal who just was like, no, like screw all this, like we're still gonna make these playoffs. Instead, I mean, Steph just like didn't do that, and I'm not. I understand, like you know what, like you know they might not not have been able to, there might not have been enough time. But all I'm saying is like Steph definitely could have came back sooner than what he did. Like, do you know this? For a fact, or I think are you I, just assuming? I'm just assuming. Okay. Like, I don't know the, like, severity of his injury, but... Like, there's no way, like, a hand injury should just keep you out for that long. I mean, it's his right hand. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I think that he definitely could have came back. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm not knocking Steph for this. If I was in his position, an MVP caliber player, I wouldn't risk further injury. Um, I just got a Woj bomb. No Gordon Mid-thing. Hayward? No. Or Kelly Oubre? Yeah, Golden State has just recently acquired Kelly Oubre. Um, oh. That's actually, that's a big piece for them. That is. When you think about how they're going to need to fill that void with Clay. Well, I mean, right before that, Gordon Hayward became a free agent. Okay. So, Gordon Hayward. We got live updates, agent. y'all. Yeah, we got the live updates, bro. If you guys aren't tuned in, that's how you feel. Following us, subscribe. The big whoop, bro. You guys are weirdos, honestly. Yeah, I was probably the second person to drop that Kelly Uber news after Woj. Honestly. Like, as honestly. soon as I saw the notification that he tweeted that, I came down. Um, but no, that's... Avery Bradley declined his option. Free agent. Wow. There's there's live things going on right now as we speak. Yeah, man, we got you guys. We got you guys live. If you guys are listening live, man, you're welcome. Yeah, but going back to to the whole Steph thing, I, I I'm not knocking Steph for sitting out. If I was in his position, an MVP MVP guy who has a chance to contend for the title next year, I wouldn't play either. I think LeBron. I think if it was LeBron in the situation, I don't think he would either. Well, LeBron did sit out last year. Yeah, like he, there's there's no point in like fighting for an eight C, but like he, I'm just saying that Steph is one of the only superstars a select few number of superstars who can do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was last season, so it'll be interesting to see. If they get a guy like Kelly Oub right now, I think they can definitely contend. I think they can be somewhere between, like, a, uh, like a five to five to eight seed or something in the West. But we'll see how that ends up. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Clay's kind of a big piece. That man's arguably the best shooter ever. I know. And he's a... You know, he can defend with the best of them. I mean, I'd still take Bradley Beal over Clay Thompson, though. What you think? No way. Yeah, I'm taking Brad Beal over Clay. Do you really? Yeah. Why? Bradley Beal's unguardable. Bradley Beal just averaged 30 last year. Clay Thompson on a team by himself isn't doing what Bradley Beal's doing, in my opinion. Oh, I disagree. I think I'm definitely ta- if I have a if I have a team, I'm definitely taking Clay Thompson on that team over Bradley Beal. Yeah, it depends. Different systems. Because Bradley Thompson. Beal's undersized at the two. Clay Thompson's like a six, seven, seven. six, seven shooting guard who can defend any position except maybe like the five or something. But he he's no he, power forward. He's, he's a great defender. Um, but I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm taking Clay. I think he's a, a better shooter than uh, um, Bradley. He's a better Beal. catch and shooter. He can it's definitely create a better his own shot. Clay? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen Clay really like consistently create his own shot. Not that he Get had to. Get out of here! There's. Are you kidding me? Clay Thompson? You don't think he can create his own shot? 
Bradley Beal definitely can create his own shot better. M- any, oh, any, yeah. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. You, we get into this, any NBA player can create their own shot, first of all. But Clay, he doesn't. He's never had to. He's definitely created his own shot before. Okay, yeah. Everybody in the NBA has created their own shot before. Clay, Clay, Clay is a master of the catch and shoot, and I agree yeah. with you on that. But you can't. He's one of the best shooting guards of all time. Of all time? I put him in my top, probably like my top five shooting guards of all time. Are you kidding me? What What do you mean? Clay Thompson is one of the best pure shooters in NBA history. Top five shooting guards of all time. I can name three shooting guards that are kicking him out the water right now. Clay Thompson, bro, he's such a he can he can create his own shot anytime he wants to. No, he can't. Oh my gosh, bro! You said Clay Thompson's top five all time shooting guards. I mean, I would have to look at the list, but off the top of my head, I think he is. Bro, I don't think so, man. Not yet, dog. I, Do you think Clay's better I, than Reggie Miller all time? All time, no, because Clay's. I mean, Clay's now he has. He's been out for. He's gonna be out for two years before he plays. Allen Iverson. No, I mean I can. Kobe, no. James Harden, Michael Jordan. What's that? Six people. Dwayne Wade. That's six I just named. I'm better taking, than Clay. I'm taking Clay over James Harden personally. If I if I have what? A, if I have a team, yeah. If I have, you have a team. James Harden's not a winner, bro. James Harden, yeah, what? he'll put up 35, but no, oh on my, my team, God. on my team, I'm taking Klay Thompson over James Harden. I think if you have a if you have a, if you have like a team like an average team with like a couple of superstars, and you're thinking about adding James Harden or Klay Thompson, Klay Thompson is going to be a much better asset to winning a championship than James Harden is, because Klay Thompson is willing to hey put his head down and be like, hey, what do you need me to do? And I think that contributes a lot to like when you think about a, like a, a good player. But is James Harden better than Clay? Offensively, yes. No, as a overall. Overall, player wise, yeah, James Harden's a better player. But I'm thinking when you think about winning a championship and what you need to win a championship. If I had a team, I'd take James Harden before I take Clay. Yeah, regardless. I, I disagree with that. So you, are you gonna are you gonna keep that statement that he's top five still? No. Okay. Thank you. That's all. But we can I, go to the next I think, topic I think, whenever I, you're ready. I think we will see before the end of his career, though. I think he'll. I don't know, man. If he didn't get injured, maybe, but not top five, bro. You're not beating Jordan, Kobe, D. Wade. Even if you don't have James Harden in there, you can put people like Clyde Drexler in there. I'm taking Clay over Clyde Drexler. I don't know. Reggie Miller. What about Manu, bro? Nah, I take Clay over Manu. I'm joking. But I'm still taking. My point is, I mean, he's like at least a top ten. I mean, maybe. We'll see. You know? I mean, you got people back in the day like George Gervin, bro. He's kind of cold. But, you know, even, like, T-Mac was probably a shooting guard. No? I consider T-Mac to be more like a small forward. Let's see how tall T-Mac is. I mean, it doesn't really matter what how tall you are, but I don't know. I thought T-Mac was a – oh, damn, T-Mac 6'8". She – I mean, he could be still a shooting guard. But, you know, no way Clay's top five. I think he's one of the best pure shooting guards. Yeah, at, I you, said, you, he's, you he's at, arguably at, the best shooter ever. You look at, no shooting guards. When you look at a guy like Kobe or James Harden, like the, or Michael Jordan, like they had a ball in their hands like all the time. Shooting guards not meant to bring up the ball all the time. Clay's one of the guys where he'll, he'll Steph is the one that brings up the ball and he gets into. He yeah, gets he gets catch and shoot. He doesn't he create his, his own shots. That's crazy. How do you not say that Clay doesn't, doesn't create his own create shot? His own shots. Yes, he, he comes does. off a bunch of screens and hits catch and shoot threes. He. Can, oh my gosh. How can you put so? When you think of like an all-star level player, 
they didn't, they don't just give an all star to somebody who just can't create their own shot. Kyle Korver can't create his own shot, but he's just a catch and shoot shooter. He was an all star, not right now. He was still, bro. <laughs> when you think about like the catch and shoot, it's not going to get you. It's about Ray Allen. Ray Allen cre- created his own shot too. I think Ray Allen, Ray Allen created his own shot in his career better than Clay. I don't know. I don't know about that, but um. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just I don't know. I I don't know, but I really did. I can't believe you say that Clay Thompson can't create his own shot. He can. I'm just saying that he doesn't. He does though. His his I'm not his okay. his, his number one asset is definitely catch and shoot. I'm I, I agree with you. And his I, I number think two we, asset is defense. He, oh man, you're we just disrespecting even, Clay. No, bro. I'm, you are. I'm, you I'm are disrespecting Clay. Clay. No, no, you you're are. You're hyping Clay right you're now. Di- by saying he can create his own shot, that's me hyping him? You're saying How that. How is me hyping him up? Uh, me saying he can create his own shot, hyping him up. Bro, you're gassing Clay right now. No, I'm not. Because I'm you're not tripping. saying. Okay, you're let me tripping. say this again. Let me say this again. Clay can create his own shot, but he doesn't. Yes, he does. He doesn't have to. He can. In the system I, okay. he plays yes, in, yes. in Golden State, he doesn't need you. to. I agree with you. And I'm saying if he went to Washington and you switched him with Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal would st- would. He wouldn't. I mean, Clay wouldn't average thirty. So do you for the think, Wizards. So I, I agree with you that Clay doesn't need to create his own shot in his offense because he has Steph and like so many other assets to get him those shots. But do you think that Clay can get a bucket when he wants to, at any time on the court? Yes. Mm, I don't know. It, dep- <laughs> it depends, bro. We gotta move on. A we lot of players on. can get their own shot, at, own bucket. I don't know. That's at any cra- time. That's, that's crazy. Like me. I'm not going to Clay at the end of the game to hit the game winner. He's not. He's not. He won't have the balls in his hand to cr- hit the game winner. We got to move on. This is that's crazy to me. But um, we got some NBA, other NBA trades going on that happened already. Uh, Drew Holiday to Milwaukee. Do you think uh, this move from Milwaukee makes them a, a championship contender? Well, I mean, I thought they were a championship contender before they got Drew Holiday, even though they kind of, I guess, choke in the playoffs. I mean, they just get outplayed and they figure out how to guard Giannis. But since Drew Holiday can shoot the ball pretty well and he can create his own shot, it definitely gives them some depth. And now Chris Middleton's a third option. Mm-hmm. So, I think Chris should be a third option. Yeah, so that helps them a lot more. I feel like he'll – I think Chris Middleton will play better knowing that he doesn't have to, you know, score 20 points every night for them to win games. Mm-hmm. Because now Drew Holiday's the closer. Like He's going to be the guy that closes your game. And you're not going to have to have Giannis to do as much work. Like, a lot of stress will be taken off Middleton and Giannis, you know, trying to win the game in the end with remember, Drew Holiday there. Remember when – I forget who said this. Remember when uh, – I think it was after the playoffs last year. They were talking about how Giannis was more of, like, a Shaq than he is, like, a Michael Jordan or somebody. Yeah. I think adding Drew Holiday allows him to kind of fulfill that role more of, like, being that dominant big man that can kind of – Stay in the paint a little bit more. Get offensive rebounds. Get so out in transition. You don't want Giannis like bringing up the ball no more. I mean, I think he can, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I think it allows him to feel kind of fulfill that like role of Shaq, where like his, you know, you have Kobe, which in this case I would consider to be like a Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton kind of combo. Oh, so them combined? I'm not like comparing the skill levels. I'm just saying that like. I that's what they like. That is like their Kobe. You know what I'm trying to say? I think if Giannis got his Kobe, he'd need another superstar, not two, you know, like I'm not I'm, all stars. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like when you have like Kobe's role with those Lakers and his like relationship with Shaq is like how Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are going to be to Giannis. 
Yeah, I know. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm saying if Giannis wants because I don't think they're going to win a championship with this team. I think they're going to be better, but I don't know if they can win the championship. I'm saying if Giannis was going to have, like, I see the comparison you're making, but instead of the two players, he would need, like, another certified superstar. Okay. So he'd have to have, like, a duo like LeBron has, like Steph has, like KD has. Yeah. Like, they need a duo, not two other all-stars, because Mm -hmm. Drew Holiday's an all-star. You know, he should be eventually. And same as Middleton, he's been all-star the past two years. But if he had, like, two superstars, like, two top 15 players on the same team, that's like your Kobe Shaq type of tandem. Yeah. But speaking of, uh, you know, the Bucks, they were interested in CP3. Didn't get him, but he went to the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a good move for the Suns. Does it make them a championship team? No, it doesn't. But, you know, it's kind of hard to win in the West when you have LeBron and AD and all these guys. You know, the two teams in L.A. and then Golden State before, you know, Clay's injury. Um, but what I do think is that Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are going to get a lot better. I agree. Especially DeAndre Ayton. Playing sure. with a guard like Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, I think Chris Paul made Steven Adams really good this year. But I think Chris Paul is really going to make uh, DeAndre Ayton possibly maybe an all-star this year. Yeah. When you think about, like, the passing ability that Chris Paul has, I think he can. I think I think he can make pretty much anybody around him better. When you think about the Warrior, or the not the Warriors team, the Thunder team that he had. Yeah, look at what he did to Shy. I mean, I knew Shy was good, but I think he 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 made Shy develop faster than he, he was he, going he, to. He took a Thunder team to be a four seed in the West when they had no business being a number four seed or five seed, whatever. Um, well, I think it's going to be a good move. And then you think about, like, in the next couple of years, if they're able to keep, you know, that those three dudes, like, who knows? They can maybe get another another piece that could really make them contend. Yeah. I mean, I think they make the playoffs, but they're probably, you know, a five to eight team. Yeah. And they probably lose the first round. But, I mean, I feel like Phoenix fans would be happy just making the playoffs I think again. it's a good, a good step for that organization. Yeah. For it's sure. kind of tough. Like, you kind of wish Chris Paul was maybe, like, five years younger. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they're only going to have him, what, three years, three to four years yeah. if, you know, he stays with the team. Because Chris Paul's bounced around to, like, three different teams over he, the past four years. He needs to win a chip. I don't think he will. I hope he does. I really do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought the Suns made a good move. Yeah. You know, they got rid of Oubre, but, you know, Oubre's good. I just think they were really focused on what happened in the bubble. And they saw, you know... Ubre didn't play, and they still won eight games. I mean, Rubio did play, but, you know, Chris Paul's an upgrade from Rubio. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You know, the Suns surprised us in the bubble. Maybe they'll surprise us again next year. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, some surprises, do you think that – were you surprised at all with uh, the Dennis Schroeder move to have him go out to L.A.? I remember, uh, I think, at the start of last season or before the start of last season – uh, like me and people, like when I talked to people that also like the Lakers, we talked about possibly getting Schroeder. And when this happened, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like I forgot I even had that conversation. I was looking at somebody like D Rose because I'm a D Rose fan. Mm-hmm. You know, same last names. My it's my big cousin D Rose. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, Schroeder's an 18 point player a game. He developed a much better jump shot playing with Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I think, made him a better player. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, Schroeder's in his, you know, prime right now. And he's joining a LeBron and AD coming off a championship team. I don't know. I think he's going to get better. I think he will, too. And then, especially, like, when you look at if uh, if they're not – I mean, they, they just lost Avery Bradley. They're not – they're talking about Rondo maybe going to the Clippers, too. Um, yeah, it's like – he's a solid point guard, too. So, I think that'll be a good piece for them. Yeah, I mean, Avery Bradley's probably gone, but, you know, it's not 100%. You know? No, yeah, it's not 100%. But the, he's the, just a free agent. But the Lakers have shown that they can win a championship without him. So, like, what does that mean for yeah, for the organization? Yeah, there's that, that argument. Um, but the last piece of free agency we want to talk about before we get into the draft and the picks uh, is the Houston Rockets. Um, real quick, do you think uh, – where, where do you think Russell Westbrook and James Harden will be uh, when the season starts in a month? I think they will still be with the Rockets when the season starts because um, reports have come out of, like, their front office, and they're like – I mean, they're kind of in the driver's seat right now. They don't have to trade them away. You know, they can, but they're not going to trade them away until they get a deal they really want. And so they're playing at – right now they can get deals for them, but when you get later in the season, teams are going to start throwing much better – deals at them because they're going to be you know desperate to yeah add to their team to make put make that playoff push yeah so i think around the trade deadline maybe one of them gets traded if okay. not both but if they were to get traded now i'd like to see them both go to new york but one goes to brooklyn and the other goes to the knicks mm. because if russ goes to, russ has to be i think russ has to be the showcase of his team like he i don't think he can be the second option because you saw what happened when katie left yeah. They do one MVP, mm-hmm. and he averaged triple-doubles three years in a row. Yeah. And then he comes to play with James Harden. He had a good year this year before the shutdown. Like, he was playing really well. Like, he was hitting outside shots and all that. But I think if he's the focal point of a team, he'll be much better. Will they win a championship with Russ as the best player? Probably not. But for his career, you know, he'll continue to put up triple-doubles and play great. That's how I feel about both of these guys. Like, I don't. I think if you have James Harden as the focal point of your team, I don't think you win a championship either. You think James Harden's a second option? No, I never said that. Are you just saying James Harden as an individual is not I'm winning a championship? I'm saying James Harden. If you have him as your center of offense and your best player, I don't think you win a championship. And okay. I think if like James Harden were to go to like to the Nets, he wouldn't be. I think KD is. Oh yeah, KD. KD is the man of that the, team. That's, that's his that's team. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Kyrie would almost be like that third option, which is like crazy to say. That'd um, be a fucking walking bucket at the third option. I know, like, but I think both of them will stay in Houston. I don't know, like we were, t- like you just said, I don't know how if they'll make it through the whole season, but I think that they should. I think they should give it a shot. They have a new new head coach who I think will be a really good head coach for them. Um, so I think they'll both stay there, and I think they should give it a chance. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Rockets have some issues. You know, they lost their was was he the GM or Daryl Morley was something. Um, I don't know. They kind of lost their direction. They went small ball, and then the dude that made that kind of just traded away the whole team. Mm-hmm. You know, they just got rid of Covington. I think PJ Tucker wants Let's a new deal. It. Let's talk about him. Maybe going to the Suns, bro. Back to the Suns. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean. He needs a new deal. He that'd deserves be t- one. That'd be a tough. You have PJ Tucker at the four, DeAndre Aiden at the five. Yeah. They need um, to sign him. I don't know what's up with Eric Gordon. I mean, as a Lakers fan, I'd love to have Eric Gordon on the team. 
Yeah. But he's probably a little expensive. Like, if we lose KCP, I want them to try and get Eric Gordon. But, I don't know. For the Nets, I'm talking about them for the draft real quick. Uh, If they get James Harden, it's definitely championship or bust. Right away. Like, almost right now, it's championship or bust with KD and Kyrie. Yeah. But if they get Harden and they don't win a ship the first year. Do you think they should stick together, like, after that first year if they don't win? Oh, yeah. There's no way you just – there's no way those – because it will technically – well, Kate, Kyrie played a little bit last year, but it would be like both of them – all three of them playing one year together, and then it's just like, oh, it didn't work. We got to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of too soon. Yeah, they need to win. I, yeah, I would I would agree. I think if James Harden goes there, then they need to win. Yeah, because I've said this before. If you think about it, arguably you have three at their pos- respective position, three of the best scorers at their position of all time. Kyrie, you could argue that he's the best point guard, point guard scorer ever. Point guard. Yeah, James Harden is the he he's top three scoring at the two, and then KD's probably the best at the three all time scoring. Yeah, like you can make the argument that they're all number one, and if those dudes, those three, and whoever else they have on the team can't win a ship, you know, it's kind of a bad look. The thing is, like, if if James Harden goes there, you have so many egos. You have oh I went to I would say KD probably has the least ego of them all, but you you could argue before he went to the Warriors he he did have a big ego because he was like I'm gonna win I'm gonna go join the team that beat us in the playoffs, but I think he's kind of moved past that now. Mm-hmm. But if you have like a guy like James Harden is like, no nah, like it's my team like we're gonna win this like give me the ball I'm gonna shoot fifty shots a game. You have a guy like Kyrie who went to a, what is now a great system in Boston, and he was unhappy with that because. He wasn't getting, you know, the the shots he needed or whatever. I don't know, really know exactly why, but he wasn't happy in that system. Um, I don't know how that'll work. I really don't. With the NBA, I don't really like to look too much in, you know, like players' egos and how they act because, you know, we really don't know. Like all we hear is what you know the media tells us, and I feel like a lot of different things really happen in the locker room. Than it really does because you know they said Jimmy Butler was a cancer. Yeah, I've never agreed with that. Well, yeah, neither did I. Like, I don't agree that Kyrie's a cancer. I don't think he is. Like the media, I don't think Kyrie is either. But I think James Harden could be. I I don't know. Cancer isn't the right word. Yeah, I know, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think James Harden is a cancer, but I think that he would. I can see how he he might be detrimental to a team. How some guys might not want want to play with them. I don't know, man. Like, it's just kind of hard to think about those three not winning. And I, yeah, I, like I said, I don't like talking about players, you know, possibly being detrimental to an NBA team. Like, if you're one of the best players in the world and, like, you can't play with others, like, that's true. Like, you can't play with others. It's yeah. Like, dang, bro. It's kind of bad. Like, we saw with. James Harden and Chris Paul, that didn't work. You know, they were arguing and stuff. But it's probably because James Harden didn't really understand that, you know, Chris Paul, like, knows what he's talking about, probably. Yeah. Like, like when you think about the guys that are kind of like Chris Paul, like, I think if James Harden and Jimmy Butler teamed up, I think they, the world might end. I think they would just fight each other every <laughs> single day. Can you imagine? Because <laughs> Jimmy Butler's all about, like, getting young dudes involved and, like, playing as a team. And that's how Miami was. And still is. But then you have a guy like James Harden where it's like he's shooting 75% of the shots and everybody else 
get Dak out of the way, I think they just might start going at each other. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think with Kyrie and KD on the floor, James Harden would be a different player. I would like to think so. I would like to think that he could be off the ball and like get his shots within the offense. But I just haven't seen that from him since OKC. And from when he was in OKC to when he was in Houston, it's a very different player. Yeah, of course. He's the like best scorer ever right now. Other very, than KD. You know, it's very close. Wait, and just his play style, too. It's yeah. so different. It's just like, <clears throat> from my perspective, I feel like an NBA player <clears throat> excuse me, should be able to transition into his environment. As an NBA player, you know, you've played basketball your whole life. And if you go to a new team and you can't transition to what they need you to be and still be great, it's like, come on, bro, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Like, I feel like James Harden, if he had to play off the ball, then he would be able to play off the ball. I just I would yeah. I would want James Harden to have the ball because he's the best playmaker out of those three. I think Kyrie's a better playmaker. I don't know, bro. Kyrie's one of the best passing and, sh- and scoring point guards. Passing? I don't know, bro. I don't know. If, I think James Harden's a very good playmaker because he brings so much attention one-on-one. Yeah, he and does. he does because I don't. I don't remember the last time Kyrie's averaged what over five assists. The thing is, like when the defense collapses on James Harden, he does. I mean, he will kick it out, but he also gets to the free throw line an awful lot. Well, yeah, I mean that's not a detrimental to his game. You know, he's adding points. You know, he's slowing down the pace. Yeah. He's got to do what he got to do. Probably the reason I w- I don't think that uh, like a guy like James Harden, if he's the primary scorer, will ever win a championship, is because he doesn't. He's not good at making his teammates around him better. Yeah, I guess. And I think Kyrie. Ken, I he think he's made Eric Gordon better. James Harden, okay. I think he's definitely made know. him better. May I don't know, maybe, but, but you know. Um, but yeah, let's get let's get into the NBA draft. Um, my T Wolves took the uh, they had the number oh, number one overall pick took Anthony Edwards, six five guard from Georgia, who was um, the best freshman last year, and some would argue the best player in the. NCAA uh, basketball season last year. Um, overall, I'm happy with the pick. I think he is one of the more complete players in the draft. He's at shooting guard. He's, I mean, he's six five, which you know is like an average shooting guard height, but he's two twenty five, and he's just like a big buff dude. He can jump out of the gym. Um, he's got a good shot. He needs to work on his shot selection a little bit. Um, and work on his defense to guard you know different positions because I think they will throw him at different positions because he's so big and strong. But overall, I'm glad they didn't take LaMelo Ball because him, D'Angelo Russell in your backcourt, that would be a sorry sight on defense. That would be a very sorry sight. And they're very – I would argue they're kind of similar players too. So I'm kind of glad with that, that they didn't take him. Anthony Edwards is 6'5"? Yeah. No, this – You think he was taller or shorter? No. Wikipedia says he's 6'5", but ESPN says he's 6'3", so I don't know. Oh. We'll give him a cool 6'4". All right, well – but yeah, he's he plays bigger than what he is. Yeah, for sure. Everybody, because um, he was coached by Tom Crean, who coached Oladipo and uh, D Wade. Mm-hmm. So they're they're getting a lot of comparisons to those two, and I'd say that's a pretty good comparison to have. Yeah. Who do you think? Uh, who do you think was the winner of the draft last night? Uh the winner. I got a. I got a few. I have a few winners. So first, I'm gonna say the Sixers. I mean, we both agree on this one because they got rid of Al Horford's contract, which was big. You know, they brought in Danny Green. Danny Green played, like, he was terrible in the playoffs, but in the regular season last year, he played well. And they drafted Tyrese Maxey, who was projected by a lot of people to go in the lottery, mm-hmm. and they got him at 21. And he's like a kind of like a smaller version of Jamal Murray, 
I think he, I don't know, you know, maybe he could turn into what Jamal Murray's turned into this year in a couple of years. So I think that was a really good uh, pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they added Seth Curry, yeah. who's a knockdown shooter, and that's something they need when you got Ben Simmons on the floor. I know. Yeah, I would agree. I think that they're the that they, that they won the draft last night because of like what you just said, the Al Horford, and they need shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think getting rid of Al Horford also opens up scoring options for like for guys like Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, um, and now Seth Curry and Tobias Harris and all of them. Um, they needed shooting. That got shooting. I think Tyrese Maxey would be a good addition for them um, in the open floor. I think he kind of has like that same like up and down play style that you see from a guy like Colin Sexton or De'Aaron Fox. He's like go go yeah, go. Yeah, he's quick. He's really quick. Um, so I would say that they that they that they definitely won. Other than the Sixers, I'm gonna go with the team they traded with Dallas. Because Dallas got Josh Richardson. They did. That's a big piece Who for I them. think is going to be really good for them. I, he, I don't know if he really found his rhythm with the Sixers. But I think him, Luca, Porzingis, and, you know, whoever else they have will mm-hmm. be good. And then I like the two young dudes they drafted. Josh Green um, out of Arizona from mm-hmm. Australia. I think he can be good. Like, he's like kind of an athletic, you know, one-two guard. And then Tyrell Terry. I think he's going to be good, too. I think that was a good – they drafted well right there. I agree with Josh Green. I don't – personally, I don't think Tyrell Terry is going to be much. Um, he's super small. Yeah, he's, he is. He's really small. He's really skinny. Uh, he's a good shooter. He can be a good playmaker. I just don't think his game is going to transit. If he develops and he can get stronger, I just – maybe. But I, I don't really see him fitting well with these, these big – these point guards who are like, you know, these, these big buff dudes. But yeah. who, I mean, who knows? He might, he might be able to – to get better and develop, um, but who do you think? Uh, who do you think who was like the biggest steal last night? Overall? I think at pick number twelve, the Sacramento Kings, Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. was the biggest steal of the draft. A lot of people thought he was going to go earlier. Yeah, because I saw. I mean, same as uh, what's his face, uh, dude from Israel. It was Anthony Edwards, Wiseman, Ball. And then those two, Halliburton mm-hmm. and Av- Avija, however you say his name. So I was like surprised that he just kept dropping, because I could have saw, I could have seen, you know, the Bulls taking him. Uh, I think the Pistons could have taken him, the Knicks, and maybe even the Suns could have taken him. I don't see him going to Washington, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm confused why Killian Hayes got drafted over him, because I definitely think Halliburton's better than Hayes. I haven't I, really seen yeah. much from him. Yeah. I mean, he played overseas, so sometimes it's different. But hopefully, you always gotta take a gamble with those overseas guys. You just never know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who do you think? I think the like you just said, the Denny Adit, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. for, for the Wizards from Israel. Yeah, yeah, I think he was a really good pick. I really, I think they should have taken Halliburton personally, mm-hmm. but I think that it, it it was a good pick for them. Um, I mean, he's a six nine forward, but he has skills like a guard. Um, so I think he is going to be. Um, a good fit for a Wizards team who needs that. You know, they have um, some good centers with um, Rui Hachimura, um, Thomas Bryant, and you have a guy like Bradley Beal and John Wall who are going to be back. You kind of need that, like, that middle dude, and I think he spaces the floor well. He can yeah, get him on transition well. They're losing uh, Bertans most likely to free agency. Yeah. Who can shoot the ball really well. Yeah. Um, but then the other other player I thought – 
that was a, a good pickup was RJ Hampton. And I was kind of surprised that he went that late. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he played over overseas in uh, New Zealand, not New Zealand. Yeah, he played for the New Zealand Breakers in the NBA. Um, but, you know, he's athletic, he's explosive, and I think he'll be a, um, a good fit for um, the Nuggets. Um, one more thing about the draft. How do you feel about Patrick Williams getting drafted fourth? Um, personally, I'm not a fan. I think he can be good. I mean, he has like the NBA body, but he also he averaged nine and four and he didn't start a game. He was a sixth man of the year for in the NCAA. I think he, I kind of see him fitting more into like a role player role than with what like a number four pick should be. Yeah, I was just really surprised because you know everybody had Edwards, Wiseman, and Ball were the first three picks for sure. Yeah. And then this dude that nobody's really heard of is next. Like, this is where I thought Halliburton or uh, Denny would go. Or even somebody like, you know, maybe Obi Toppin because he was the player of the year Man, in Obi college. Obi Toppin fell, fell too. He fell and then that Isaac Okoro dude, he's, he, he's bouncy just like Toppin. So I was kind of surprised that Patrick Williams went early because I've never heard of the dude. I mean, he's a six, six, eight forward. Um, but he's eight, also 18 years old. Yeah, I mean, I think in a couple of years he might, I don't know, he might turn out well, you know. Yeah, we'll see. He's still so young. He has a lot of developing to do. But the, if the, Bull, the Bulls, I think they needed somebody to kind of come off the draft and just produce right away, and I don't think he will. But okay. who, know, who knows how it will turn out for them in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. You know, a lot of people got drafted. A couple guys, me and Quinn, both played against back in high school and yep. middle school. Mm-hmm. Got drafted, so congrats to them. Uh, Marquette alum Marcus Howard got picked up by the Nuggets on a two-way contract. Unfortunately, he, well. he got undrafted, but uh, yeah, hopefully he does well in the NBA. Yep. But you know, it's gonna wrap up the draft, and you know, you guys' favorite time of the favorite time of the show. So we do the picks, yes, and you sir. know, shout out your boy uh, uh, J Rose, J to the Rose. I made a Jacob gamble. Rose. I made a gamble last week. I picked a lot of upsets. Those teams didn't come through for me. So and, uh, yeah, I took it was a, disappointing. It was I, really disappointing. I took a one game lead in the picks, you know, but we'll see what happens this week. You know, Quinn can make a comeback. It came down to that really just came down to that uh that Hail Mary. The Hail Mary, yeah. Andre Hopkins. <laughs> that's what puts you up. That was the last game of like the yeah. ones that we were different too. That was so lit, bro. Um like I feel like if I picked the Bills, I wouldn't be mad at losing that pick just because like it was such a, you it was know, such good, a good ending. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we got first game tonight though, we got Arizona Cardinals for Seattle Seahawks, which Arizona took in the first matchup of the season. Who do you have in this one? Well, Seattle's defense has been horrible. Absolutely horrible. But it was horrible against Arizona the first game. And I don't think Russell Wilson's going to throw three picks again. No. There's got to be something that he's doing to, you know. He's also at home. He's at home. He's 8-1 and one on Thursday night, and he's a primetime player. PTP. So I'm going to take Seattle. Ooh. 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 Shout out, shout out, Dick. You know, um, Dicky V. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I sat on this one too. Yeah. Um, next game, Philadelphia Eagles versus Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm pretty sure, I think Miles Garrett's out, so that's happy. I'm kind of happy about that. No disrespect if he's injured, and I can't pick against my team, so I'm going with the Eagles. All right. Um, I'm going with the Browns last. W- I'm going with the Browns this week. You know, the Eagles have had their problems. Um. And they're struggling. I think they have some internal issues they got to figure out. So I'm going with the Browns. Next game, we got Atlanta 
at New Orleans. New Orleans has going to be without Drew Brees, maybe for the rest uh, of the regular season, maybe even the playoffs. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, who do you have in this one? I'm going to take the Saints because the past two weeks, Saints' defense has played really well. And um, even though Julio Jones, in my opinion, is the best receiver in the league, and Calvin Ridley is pretty dang good. It's probably the best duo in the league. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints. I think I think Jameis Winston is going to play well, yeah. or whoever they start if they start Taysom Hill. Yeah, I think I think I have New Orleans too. I think that James ja- uh, Jameis Winston is a very respectable quarterback. Yeah, he throws a lot of picks, but you know I think he's a decent quarterback. And then you know they have Hill as well to kind of throw in there when they need to. And I think mm-hmm. he's 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 a good player. Uh, next game we got Cincinnati Bengals versus the Washington Football Team. Um, it's a, a tough one because like we have a lot of like, a lot of good teams playing this week and we have a lot of bad teams playing each other. This yeah, week too. I want to see Alex Smith do well because of what happened to his injury, but I also want to see Joe Burrow get some more wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bengals in this one. Okay, okay. Even though the Washington, even though being a trash team, they got a pretty decent defense. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Okay, yeah, I'm taking Joe Burrow and the Bengals as well. Yeah. Uh, next game we got. Uh, Detroit Lions versus the Carolina Panthers. I picked the Panthers last week, and they were actually kept it pretty close in the first half against the the Buccaneers. But uh, I really I do believe in Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a really good quarterback. Um, but the Lions have really been struggling, so I'm taking the I'm taking the Panthers. Yeah, uh, the Panthers have played some good teams this year. You know their division's good. First of all. Like, the Falcons have a bad record, but mm-hmm. they're a good team. You know, they have to play the Bucks twice. They played the Chiefs, the Raiders. Uh, they've, you know, obviously the Saints. The Bears, when they were actually good, but yeah. now they're kind of trash. Um, I think the Panthers are a good team. They're probably the best 3-7 and seven team. I would agree. In the football. But I think they're sneaky. The Lions have also been playing kind of well, too. I, I'm not going to, you know, the Lions have been won- playing that well. I mean, they're not doing terrible. I think I don't think the Lions are a bad team. I don't think they're bad. I think Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. But if you give Matt Stafford the ball with two minutes left and you're down a one score, I think he's going to win the game. Yeah. But I'm still going to take the Panthers this week as well. Okay. Uh, next game, I think I thought about this game for a little too long. I'm taking the Steelers. Oh, my um, goodness. I, th- I really did think about it because Jacksonville gave the Packers a run for their money last week. Their defense looked really, really good. Um, but also it's a combination of the Packers just playing bad. Uh, I think if Jacksonville had Gardner Minshew at their at quarterback this week, maybe I would take a shot in the dark and pick the, uh, the Jaguars, but no, I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going with the Steelers too. Even though I think the Steelers are a little overrated, but got to respect them at 9-0, and I'm still taking them. Yeah. Uh, next game we got two teams that are kind of have a good record, 6-3, and three, but are both kind of on the downfall right now. We got the Titans um, and the Ravens. I would say some would say that they are both teams have underperformed this year. Who do you have in that game? Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Ravens. They lost two games in a row. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I just I don't know. Maybe I have too much faith in him, but I really want to see him play well. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I got the Ravens as well. I think Lamar Jackson's still the MVP that we know him to be, and I think he'll he'll beat up on the Titans this week. Um, New England at Houston. I'm taking New England. The Texans' defense is really bad. Like offensively, they're good, but they gave the, the Jag- they gave up offensively. The Texans are not good offensively. Well, I'm just saying because they got Deshaun Watson. They have a good quarterback. 
so they're not bad offensively. They didn't. They played pretty garbage last week against the Browns, who don't well, have I mean, a good defense at all. Well, yeah, that was a bad game. But every other game, they're putting up thirty points. Well, yeah, twenty also, to thirty they, points. Texans also just don't have a running back. That that has hurt them. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I really like the Texans. You know, I love all the black quarterbacks in the league. Deshaun Watson, great mm. player, but he needs some help. They shouldn't have got rid of Hopkins. So it was an idiotic move. Yeah, it was a dumb trade. But. Yeah, I'm going with the Pats because they showed me something last week beating they the did. Ravens. I low-key think the Pats could, I'm not going to say run the table, but I think they could maybe take a shot and maybe hit, hit the playoffs as a wild card. But yeah, because, we'll you know, there's, what, three wild cards this year? Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, I, yeah, I have New England as well, though. Uh, Miami Miami at Denver. Dolphins go two. I got the, I got the Fins, too. I doubted two, uh, and, I, uh, and I, sh- I shouldn't have. I, I apologize, too. Uh, next game. We got the New York Jets who are looking to get their first win of the season at the Chargers. I have the Chargers in this one. Chargers. Justin Herbert just got a fresh cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks like a little freaking Call of Duty kid now. He looks like the uh, the older brother from Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay uh, at Indianapolis. I think this will be a good one. Just because you picked against my team, I'm going to pick against your team. Let's okay. go Colts, baby. <laughs> I, I got packaged as always. Uh Dallas at Minnesota. I got Minnesota. In Vikings. This one. Easy That's money. gonna be a blowout. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Raiders. Can't pick against Mahomes. Love the Raiders. They got a good team, but Kansas City coming off a bye week. They should be ready for this game. I got Mahomes as well. Yeah. Uh, and then the final game Monday night, L.A. Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You go first. I got Tampa Bay. Okay, I'm going Tampa. I say this every week. I think the Rams are really overrated. Four of their wins against the NFC East. Then they beat the Doo Doo Bears, and they beat one of the the worst passing defense in the league last week. I think this is the game where they they kind of get exposed a little bit for how good they really are. The Rams. Okay, yeah. I'll give the Rams some credit if they win this game. Okay, but I think, you think it's like their make or break game? Yeah, if the Rams actually win this game this week, then. You know, I'll give them, I'll, I'll cut them some slack because I've been on them. Okay, but I don't think they have it in them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Well, yeah, that's gonna wrap up. We ran a little over. Who cares? No hey, man, knows. we had a lot to talk about. We did a lot wise. to talk about. I, I don't think either Jay or I expected to get that heated about the Clay Thompson debate. <laughs> um. But you know, it is what it is. So make sure you go check out Jay to the Rose on YouTube. Wait, we got, wait, wait. Before you continue. You know, that's just how we felt, you know. Quinn, that's how you felt. You know, that's how I felt. We're not going to apologize for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, go check out Jay to the Rose oh, yeah. on, Comeback on season. YouTube. Yep. You know, there's a rumor that there might be a, a, a new video dropping within the, ne- within the next couple of days. Yes, the next sir. Week. We'll Make sure you check that out, man. You know, I'm going viral. I'm about to have 100 million subs. No cap. Um, I will be dropping my third episode of my podcast, Levels of Change, tomorrow on SoundCloud, YouTube. Not YouTube. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Um, I got to get the writing done for that today and get some editing done. So I should have that up tomorrow, but yeah, we'll be done with that. But make sure you guys go follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. You know the deal. You know the drill. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, man, like start following us, bro. You know, listen to the things, you know, let us know how you feeling. That's how you feel. MU on Instagram, you know, hype us up, bro. Twitter. We got all that, man. <laughs> Show us some love, man. Y'all slacking low key. Yeah, we need it. We need some more love. But, you know, with that being said, you know, Quinn, say your goodbyes. I'm going to say my goodbyes. And we'll see you guys probably next Friday. 
after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, we're not going to be doing this on Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm down since my Thanksgiving's not till Friday, but, you know. That's true. Um, but, yeah, we'll be doing it over Zoom again. Or not Zoom, Microsoft Teams Yeah. Uh, over the break. So, we got that. We'll be out of the studio for a little bit. But we still got that quality content coming for all of you. Facts. So, tune in. Facts. We're going to have some new stuff on the Instagram. Maybe even, you know, some new animations. Maybe new logos and something. Can we, we never know. Can we get a fleet, maybe? Oh, maybe maybe we'll post a little fleet actually. You know, you wow, never know, wow. You know? Because you know when I slide up on them fleets, I expect to get in them sheets, baby. <laughs> and with that, you know, we out of here. Have safe have safe uh, Thanksgiving. Bye bye. See ya.